0: lord my lord kurt is back what did you say kurt is back
1: yes loset i am back
0: i told you never to come back <laughs> who are you trying to frighten kurt no one. I came back because I heard of your marriage. Good luck. My compliments, Nivenka.
1: Thank you, Kurt.
0: Tell the truth, Kurt. What do you want? My dear brother, I've already told you. I came back to compliment you on your choice of a wife.
1: You must be tired, Kurt.
0: Kurt, you're not my son, you're a serpent. You like to make others suffer. You seduced Tanya and then abandoned her, causing her to kill herself. The same old story.
1: Father, you promised.
0: He didn't come back to seek my forgiveness. You're so wrong, father. I also came back for that. No, I don't believe you. I'm afraid. Are you afraid of me, Christian?
1: That which was once mine is now yours. Now it is you who are the favorite son. I've never been afraid
0: of you. As far as I'm concerned, you can stay if you want to. All right, Kurt. You can
1: stay. I've never had a warmer welcome. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. Hello, and welcome. It is they must be destroyed on sight episode 286, and I'm your host, Lee. I even suspected myself, Russell, and I am joined by my co-hostess with the mostest, the lovely, now graduated... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta remind him every time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee, you always did love violence hardy. How you doing, ma'am? Oof.
0: That is not wrong. I've uh, I very much enjoyed a lot of things that are violent... when I was young, so.
1: When you were young? I guess so. I
0: still out. Oh, yeah. I very much still enjoy it now. I I Mm. enjoy all the violent, unnecessary violent movies, so.
1: (laughs) I I wasn't talking about violence in movies. I was talking about. uh,
0: Violence in the bedroom? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just thought in general.
1: (laughs) Possibly, possibly not to the degree that's depicted in this movie, but, uh, yeah. (laughs)
0: It's um yeah it's it might be a little much. I don't think I enjoy um well
1: Have, so yeah, yeah having having open wounds whipped into your back. Yeah.
0: I know some people are into that and that's totally cool. I I just it's not my kink.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but uh yes we we are doing the whip in the body from 1963 um but before we get into that and we talk about uh kinky bedroom stuff and ghosts and (laughs) all that nonsense. Uh, We can get into what we watched in the last little while. Uh, I will throw over to you first.
0: So we watched Mm -hmm. movies together, and uh, those are the movies that I have watched because that's as exciting as my life has been. (laughs) Actually, I've just been playing a lot of video games. But Mm -hmm. uh, we watched, you just told me, The Guillotine, Master of the Flying Guillotine. Yes, Master of the Flying Guillotine. If you want to see a movie that has no (laughs) storyline and just crazy amounts of martial arts, this is your movie. There's about almost the whole movie, um, a whole tournament of these ridiculous fights with these ridiculous names and just these add-ons for fighters. Like, just the names where they're like, Oh, tornado knives and <laughs> ponytail and uh, everything else, the stretchy arm man and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the whole time we're watching it, we're like <laughs> street fighter, you hack
1: mm, of combat. You hack. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Cause it's, it was literally that it was literally watching dead alive. You hack trying mm-hmm. to get another one. Uh, it was literally just a tournament style movie that, got to show off all these cool characters. But the problem was, is that they made too many that made no sense to the movie whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about that, how there was storylines that just popped in and then there was nothing to it. There was nothing conclusive. There was nothing like why or how or anything like it just popped in, popped out. Like even the daughter where you thought there was going to be something more dramatic about it, like capturing the daughter, taking the daughter again, it was, no, you're distracting. Get the fuck out. <laughs> that was the end of her. The bamboo where we had this whole scene where we're watching this guy hack at a bamboo stick for so long. Mm-hmm. And the bamboo scene was like, Oh look, it took a couple of blades. We're done now. Next scene.
1: Yeah. We we came we sort of came to the conclusion that there was just like a lot of unnecessary stuff in there. Like, don't get me wrong, I I thought it was pretty cool but it did not serve the story at all like w- first time I watched this way back when I was almost convinced I was gonna see the entire tournament but like the tournament gets like stopped halfway through basically which is a good thing because if they had shown the whole tournament it would have been like a two-hour movie of just that uh, <laughs> because they this had could so have many been characters
0: like a TV short this literally mm-hmm. could have been a TV short and you would have been have you would it would have been just as effective like you would have had you would have had some really cool martial arts fights Mm-hmm. You would have had the introduction of everybody and you would have had the conclusion and it would have still made sense to how much this movie made sense.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like with how long this movie was and how much all the storylines made sense, it's hilarious. Like they had so much time to elaborate, but they're like, nah guys, we gotta like really show you, like really dig in deep. We gotta take half an hour to explain how your breath works just for one part (laughs) later on in the movie. Mm -hmm. we got to take like a nice 15 minutes to explain how bamboo is hard on knives or blades. And uh, we only use it for like a second. got to have a tournament that lasts like 45 minutes. And realistically, we only need to see three fighters or three, Mm -hmm. three, four fights. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 And uh, the other thing we watched was uh, Class of Newcomb High.
0: I'm going to take the credit on this one because this was my suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this movie just because it's just so stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's so much about it. That's totally ridiculous. Like having a high school right next to a, a nuclear power plant, first yeah. of all. And then the fact that they have a fallout shelter that just leaks all the time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, um, well, we just felt, we did find out that the one character that was introduced, uh, I can't remember her name now, but when she was introduced, it was, because they were gonna have a bigger part with her, it just happened that oh, yeah. she
1: the had an German-
0: unfortunate incident. Not Yeah, a German teacher. But the um, other one,
1: the other one that we thought was the German teacher, for the one that while. you
0: thought was the German teacher. Okay, the
1: one I thought was the German teacher. I stand. Don't
0: for drag me in that because I was okay. like saying I don't think it is, and that's when we figured out it was two different people. Yeah, but yeah, I just like that movie. I thought it was just a cool, like a fun concept, something kind of different, and uh, like we said, it was just random actors with no real experience and mm-hmm. no and like half of them we couldn't even figure out who they were because we're like trying to look for their pictures or we're trying to look for like anything they've done
1: the but one we like, the one we stalked on facebook the other night
0: yeah uh, like we went really deep trying to find <laughs> everything because we were so curious about because
1: there was the one there's the the gang member the Cretan with the hitler mustache and we're like for a minute is that a man or is that a woman or do they, are they non-binary? Like how do they, how do they choose to present?
0: We thought at first, because when we first saw them, they presented as male. Mm -hmm. Like it was that male aesthetic with um, the shoulders, the jacket, everything. Uh, And then we have the one scene where they finally have lines. And then you hear like the voice, you hear that feminine voice and we're like hold on a second so we thought maybe it was two actors we thought Mm -hmm. maybe like something else figured out it's female she presents as female yep and uh she's just really badass Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all like it was just really cool to kind of uh see that because um yeah like in that picture it was uh it was difficult to tell like it was just not that it matters but it was just difficult to like we heard that voice and when we saw that costume we were just like Oh wait, is that to people? Especially with like the lack of credits and stuff. Like,
1: yeah, you know, it, it was all dependent on the way that they shot her, right? Because like, it, there was a point where it was like, oh, that's a dude. That's a that's a that's this uh, dude with a Hitler mustache. Like for the first half of the movie, I thought that, and then we got to like the second half of the movie, I was like, oh wait a second, wait what? What did they do here? Like is is that like a plot point? Like because they have the other person in the gang who's like the guy with the sweater but has tits. And it was like, is that like a mutation thing? Like, did they switch actors? And it was like, are they saying like the like there was a gender swap here or something like that? It was like all kinds of questions that I feel like no one making that movie actually thought about. Like, it was just, you know, we, we were we were getting deeper than that movie ever was going to get on <laughs> any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, because this was just to be like a casual fun movie, mm-hmm. which it was. It was a casual fun movie. Mm-hmm. It was There were some ridiculous deaths. There were some ridiculous costumes. Uh, I absolutely love the acting for some of these people like considering that a lot of these people had like little to, to no experience like the uh, the Cretans were great mm-hmm. the one scene the guy with the, the big ponytail i'm so sad he died early because i freaking loved him yeah, i yeah. thought he was just he got so into his character they all did like realistically mm-hmm. they all did like they're all just really big characters and uh it was it was fun to watch and so much random boob, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> like, but like you know, it, it is like it's a teen sex comedy mashed up with, like, a splatter movie, basically. So it's like, you know, you have all the, like, hey, dude, I want to get laid. And you have, like, you know, chicks with their, pop, their tops popping off and shit at parties and, like, all the usual shit and, like, awkward looking sex scenes and...
0: I, okay, the big thing I really loved was, like, the over-the-top making out in the high school where, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, the idea is that um, high school is that hormonal sex craze time where all you want to do is get some. Mm-hmm. They portrayed that so well. <laughs> like, they yeah, portrayed yeah. that in the most extreme, over-the-top, like, in-your-face. Like, this high school is literally just make-out central. Everybody's making out with everybody. Everybody's fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Let's just get at her. Have fun. Like that guy who everyone's like, here's that, Jack creep, but he gets late all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a great
0: movie. Just yeah. a
1: great movie. Yeah. It was, it was a fun little double bill night. It was, I, I quite enjoyed it. I'll mention a couple things I've watched uh, lately. Uh, I rewatched Jaws. It's been a bit, a few years since I last saw it. Surprise, surprise. Still a great movie. Still one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Watching Jaws it. The Revenge. Well, nothing could quite touch Jaws the Revenge, but uh, Jaws <laughs> almost gets there. They perfected it in Jaws the Revenge, but it's
0: all just choppy mall in the
1: end. <laughs> it is just chopping it's just chopping mall with a great white sharp sharp, yeah. <laughs> sharp Um Sharp. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it watching it this time. I you know, every time I see the watch it, I pick up some new things just because it is kind of a great movie with like a lot of nuanced performances and like storytelling underneath this basically just a animal attacks film, you know, basically just a monster movie, but I just get more into how scary the shark still is, even though it's like, it still looks incredibly fake when they show too much of it and shit watching it this time. I was, you know what? Part of the reason why it is so scary is because it looks unnatural. It looks like a fucking like, mechanical automaton of some sort, like some sort of dead-eyed fucking monster. And then there's like Quint, the the character Quint even has like to talk about how, you know, a shark, you don't even, you don't even think it's real until it bites down on you and its eyes roll back and it starts chewing you up and shit. And that was pretty good. It's like, oh shit, there's, there's like, they kind of lucked into a lot of that because they were expecting the shark to look better and to work properly and all that shit. And then didn't. But they they just kind of like lucked into um, the movie being more effective because they could barely Ooh. show the shark. Uh, but yeah, that it was that was a lot of fun. Always enjoy watching Jaws. The other one I watched was Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, which is
0: okay. I've only heard of it. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it.
1: I won't spoil anything. Um, I just I just want to say I, I liked it. And I I didn't expect okay. I, I didn't expect anything from this. Because there was other, like, licensed Dungeons & Dragons movies that had come out in the 2000s that were that were shit. But this one, like, kind of embraces the Dungeons & Dragons game. It's kind of, like, got in-jokes. It's funny. It Even though it's two hours long, it moves so quickly that it feels like an hour-and-a-half movie. And it tells a pretty good story, and it's super entertaining. And I'd recommend f- people see it.
0: I feel like, yeah, that would be kind of a theme that would be really easy to either have something amazing or fuck up real mm-hmm. bad because you do have a lot of um, freedom when you really think about it. There's some things that you kind of stay true to, but realistically, like there's just so many avenues that you could take like so many different um, ideas and stuff that you can pull from. Yeah. But some, I think it's also because there are so many, I think you can just end up with the Much shittier than what you expect.
1: Yeah, like it. It it does its best to like embrace the the actual role playing game and like like monsters and stuff in the game that people like and shit. Like it. It it takes its time to actually include that stuff and like Mm -hmm. kind of celebrate it. It's like even stuff I know and like. I've only played like Dungeons Dragons like a couple times when I was a teenager, and like it's the reference and stuff that I'm aware of that I shouldn't be aware of and. It was just fun, and it, it's just kind of like a easy going kind of adventure tale too. Kind of, kind of fun, like Willow or something like that. It's nothing too super serious. It doesn't take itself super serious, and uh, I thought it was really good. So, yeah, go watch it.
0: Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it, Do
1: it nerds. Watch it,
0: <laughs> nerds. Because yeah, uh, we're not nerds.
1: No course not but yeah we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about whipping the body and i don't know about you but lee but i don't have time for this bullshit (laughs) uh there's this show called movie melt and you probably know about it (laughs) Uh, and it's once every two I have no idea how often this is uploaded (laughs) and it's a show where a bunch of companeros get together and we play some fun games, trivia mainly Uh, we talk about new releases Uh, we have some fun games where we try and guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through, uh, and then the highlight of the week of the of the show is uh, reviewing a movie. Usually, it's kind of an interesting, lesser known, cult type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory. Yes, <laughs> I might have a listen one day. <laughs> oh. Wow! Wow! Oh. 1963 I don't have a trailer because the only ones I could find were all in Italian and they were almost four minutes long I was like do we want to listen to four minutes of stuff we don't understand
0: <laughs> I can get like one or two words out of it but
1: that's it yeah it's like I, I, I'd be just better off playing <laughs> and
0: I don't even think it gets that hot though <laughs> considering the name
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah so the actor that uh we picked last time that lee picked was uh Dalia Lavi, so that's why we're doing this one uh, this time out. Directed by Mario Bava, as in here as John M. Old. We'll get into that later in the trivia. We've done his movies before on this podcast. We've done A *Bay of Blood*, we've done *Black Sabbath*, we've done *Kaltiki: The Immortal Monster* and *Danger Diabolic*, and and we've watched um, his one movie with uh, Barbara Steele back in the back of the day together as well. The black and white one. Um, Black Sunday, yes, yeah, okay, yeah. This movie is also known as Son of Satan, The Body and the Whip, Night is the Phantom, The Whip and the Flesh, and what? I feel like that's like a
0: typical Italian movie where it's like, okay, we're gonna give you one title, but then five other alternate titles, just yeah, to, just to keep you guessing if this is the right movie that you're watching.
1: <laughs> the, the the title what exclamation point is the one they used for the US version that was like cut down to 77 minutes on its initial release. Um, Which
0: is hilarious because my other movie I might have picked, or was thinking of picking, was like,
1: what, weird? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One word
0: with exclamation marks. Jordan Mm -hmm. Peele, you hack.
1: Yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) Everyone's overrating this guy. So writers, Ernesto Gastaldi, Big time name in uh, genre films from Italy. He, he did Death Walks on High Heels, Light the Fuse, Sartana is Coming, The Grand Duel, Torso, My Name Is Nobody, The Violent Professionals, The Cynic, The Rat, and The Fist. Twenty Nineteen, The Fall of New York, Once Upon a Time in America, and Hands of Steel, just to name a few. Like he's, his credits are, I believe, in the hundreds. Um, and he covers a little bit of every genre that sort of came out of Italy at the time. Uh, we also got uh, Ugo Guerrera. One that I want to mention that he did um, is The Demon from 1963, which I mentioned on one of my uh, best of uh, list shows uh, that we did one year. Especially because um, it was like The Exorcist, you hack, because it had the uh, <laughs> it had the main woman and also uh, Dahlia Lavi actually starring in that one. Um, doing the spider walk uh, that you see in, in The Exorcist. We got uh, Luciano Martino, also wrote on the Demon, and uh, a couple of giallos, uh, Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, is one of the notable ones. Uh, the Island of the Fishman, Iron Master, and Sergio Cabucci's last film, Nightclub, in 1989, which is not a great movie, but... Uh, <laughs> So we got, uh, of course, Dahlia Lavi as uh, Navanka. We got Christopher Lee here as Kurt Mintliff. Uh, Don't need to explain who Christopher Lee is to anybody, especially if they've listened to this podcast for a while. We've done a couple of his things. Uh, We got Tony Kendall as Christian Mintliff. We've covered him before on uh, Return of the Evil Dead and the Lorelei's Grasp, but he was also in stuff like Three Fantastic Supermen, Machine Gun McCain, Yeti, Giant of the 20th Century, and he was also in the long-running Commissaire X series, which is like a uh, detective-crime-spy mashup kind of uh, series. We got Evelyn Stewart as Katya. Uh, She was in a couple of uh, giallos, like The Case of the Scorpion's Tail and The Bloodstained uh, Butterfly. We got Harriet Medine as uh, Georgia. Uh, she was in The Ghost. She was in Black Sabbath, Blood and Black Lace, Death Race 2000. Then she went on to be in like an in-demand character actor who just popped up as like old woman in a lot of stuff. Like she was in The Terminator. She was in The Witches of Eastwick. And she was even in an episode of The Pr- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So She's that woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is one of those, yeah, hey, that lady, you know, like I've seen her before. <laughs> um, we have Gustavo Di Nardo as Count Vladimir Mintluff. He was in Black Sabbath. Uh, he was also in Barren Blood and Rabid Dogs. So he did a couple things with uh, Mario Bava. Um, and he has a few other credits, but they didn't really strike my fancy too much. Yes, um, <laughs> we have uh, Jacques Harlan as the priest. Um he was in a bunch of stuff, uh, notably Shaft in Africa, Tough Guys, uh, National Lampoons, European Vacation. He was just another one of these guys who got all kinds of, like, bit parts, like, everywhere, worked a lot. And finally, we got Luciano Pigozzi as Lassat, Um, And he was in stuff like Sabata, uh, All the Colors of the Dark, Barren Blood, The Case of the Bloody Iris, Yor, The Hunter from the Future, and Zombie 3, just to name a few. Um... I have a synopsis here. Kurt Menteliff is a ruthless and sadistic 19th century nobleman who returns to his seafront castle home after years of wandering. He finds himself immediately at odds with his invalid father a count, as well as Kurt's spineless younger brother, Christian, whom is married to Kurt's cousin and former lover, uh Nivanka. When Kurt is found in his room on the next night, murdered suspicion falls on everyone, which gets more complicated when Navanka begins seeing his ghost real or imaginary haunting the castle, supposedly wanting revenge against his killers. And that's from someone called Matt Pate on IMDb. And that's, it's not a bad synopsis. I don't think kind of leaves out all the uh, S and M shit though. Like, uh, Kind of leaves, and I, th- I feel like that's kind of the important crux of the whole fucking movie. So,
0: well, considering that every other description that I read literally says the the sadist and the amascus,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so they actually just say it like quickly, but it's mentioned. Yeah, but I guess because um, from what I read that there was supposed to be like it was supposed to be a lot more intense when it came to that kind of stuff, but a lot of it was cut out
1: yeah but the the versions we saw uh on YouTube I don't know which one you saw, but they were all basically complete uh, complete quote unquote but How but long? they they I had all like
0: almost an hour and a half like yeah
1: mine was mine was almost an hour and a half too I think we watched okay. probably the same one um okay. but like that and that's like a version that was you know like re reconstructed because like I said there was uh, the initial one that came over here to North America was seventy seven minutes yeah and had like basically all the whipping cut it, so which makes the movie really we- the
0: description that the guy gave you.
1: <laughs> yeah, because other than, other than that, it makes no fucking sense, right? Like you see, you'd see Christopher Lee show up, you'd see Dahlia Lavi uh, try to you know stop his advances, and then it would cut to him. Closing in on her and having sex with her, like they, it would, it would just eliminate the whipping. And it's like, okay, let's. So what? What's the problem here? Is is he raping her? Like, what's going on? Like, it would make no sense. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll get into it here. Uh, so, what? What are your general thoughts on this one, Lee?
0: I'm kind of mixed on this one. I like the the story. I thought mm-hmm. the story was kind of cool. I wish they kind of dug in deeper with the the S and M stuff
1: mm-hmm
0: just because it was very like especially the way they described it like everything that i read where they're like oh they had to take these points out they had to it was too harsh and too whatever like i understand it's also in this was made in the 60s but still it was very 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 tame mm-hmm. like, There really wasn't much even like the whipping parts weren't even there was nothing you barely saw anything right. um I don't even need to say like I wanted to see more like specifically of that. I just kind of wanted more of that um intense relationship they had. Cause there was a very big love-hate relationship that she had with this with Kurt. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish they really pushed that more. Cause they very lightly touched it. And with the ghost scene too, I wish they pushed more of that like kinky ghost stuff. just to like again just to show more of that relationship just to show that she craves um she has a sexual desire that should be unspoken of because that's the point right she has a a naughty kink that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be but they don't really push it at all and i wish they had pushed that more like they made her seem like she was um uh, uh what's the word for it when someone like tries to hide their interests um
1: Uh, Not denial. There's a word for it. Like she was just suppressed. Suppressed, yeah. Suppressed,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because she tries to stick, like, she hates him, which she probably does hate him, because he cheated on her. So Mm -hmm. there's that part, but the other side is she has a very kinky side that's not met. Like, the husband that she has is probably very vanilla compared to what she likes. So you can see that, and that's what I got from them, but the problem was that you really had to, like, search that. It was just, I didn't see their love between each other. I didn't see, like, well, yeah. why. Yeah, It just missed that. It just, I wish there was more. I wish they really, I didn't even have to show it. They could have just, like, had the sounds in the background and then the marks that are afterward or something and I would have been fine with that. Like, I don't mm. visually had to have more or just anything, like, him seducing her more. Like, that fact that she does hate him, but she loves the sex.
1: I f- I feel like I feel like you're what you're specifically asking for, is probably like they could have, like, especially with the running time they had and how little story is actually in this. Really, when you think about it, yeah, they they could have stuck in like flashbacks to like, you know, years ago, showing like the first time they got together, you know, kind of thing. Like, just yeah. give a little little bit of background on like how they got into this, like what happened, like mm-hmm. like you know the Christopher Lee character, uh, Kurt, he's presented as like, he's, he's a total bastard. Like he's, he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, he, he's also, you know, of noble blood and he's a man. And this is like the 1800s. So of course he's going to get his way. Like he, he can uh, sort of dip into his own desires no matter, you know, as far as he wants to go and there's no repercussions. Right. So, if he was like taking advantage of her, like a flashback to him, like deciding I'm going to take her for my own. Mm-hmm. And she initially resists, but as the scene goes on, you can see she's actually getting into it. And then, you know, that's like the first time they come to realize, oh shit, they actually, she's actually into this and this is our thing. Um, but yeah, I you just- know, you, you got to pick up on that as you're watching the movie, right? Like, because it, because at first, like the first time it happens, it's like, what? What?
0: Yeah, like if yeah. I hadn't, yeah, like if I had not understood, read a bunch of things and you had explained it to me, I would have been very confused as to why this all of a sudden happens. And the same, there's like, again, there's some stories that started but never finished, like the relationship mm-hmm. between uh, her current husband, the brother, yeah. Yeah. and... Oh, was that person? To see, uh, uh,
1: it's the daughter of. Uh, it, it's either the daughter of the other house servant or just another servant. I, I, I can't remember the relationship because I know, like it, it's established right at the beginning that, um, the older, the older servant. Jesus, uh, the the older servant. Um,
0: People are trying to be cool in my town.
1: They're failing <laughs> miserably, um, but yeah, the, the the daughter of the uh, of the older servant was having an affair with uh, Kurt, and he rejected her eventually, and she killed herself, and so she's been like holding like she's she's literally got the knife that that she killed herself with in this like case with a rose and shit and blood still on it. And she's like crying at it every night and shit. Like I will have my revenge on you, know, on him and shit. But, but. I, uh,
0: okay. I'm going to,
1: I think you're, okay, you're,
0: I, can you're okay, I I have this frustration. So I have this massive frustration
1: mm-hmm.
0: with, um I understand she's upset that, but- he didn't take her, I understand that it really bothered her but to blame her suicide on him that's something that really bugs me I know this Mm -hmm. is again this is portrayed in the 1800s I know this is a 60s movie so I know all this kind of stuff Uh, it's just one of those things where like it's not one reason why someone kills themselves, there's a lot of things Um, Mm -hmm. it's a lot more than just oh my heart was broken so I killed myself that is literally the most um, manipulative, controlling terrible thing you can do Like, even if he's a piece of shit He's allowed to say no. Mm -hmm. So you can't just be like, oh, it's your fault. No, no, it's her fault. Um, Like she did it to herself, not he did it to her. Like he didn't say, hey, you should kill yourself. Um, Just one of those things that's just a a tiny pet peeve. Totally understand.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm in total agreement with you too. And I didn't, when I was watching this, I didn't blame him for her death at all. Me Uh, neither. I was like, no, that's like as much as he's he is a fucking bastard and everything, he's totally honest and upfront about what he wants and what he's mm-hmm. doing. Like he lays down his terms, very, very obvious, matter-of-fact. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I want this, I want you, blah blah blah. So you're you're right, it's it's totally on her that she killed herself, but in the story, it is the impetus for the red herring of uh, one of the many red herrings in this movie of like who killed Kurt, uh, that sets up the, you know, the, the older, the older servant being, you know, being a suspect is, is what that does more than anything else.
0: Which again was hilarious that she was having a relationship with her current husband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I, she got up, so when the wife got upset, uh, at the husband cheating, I was like, didn't you just cheat on him? <laughs> didn't you just bang your your ex-fiance? Mm-hmm. Like- yeah,
1: the, the, the whole family is fucked up, right? <laughs> like, it, it, it's, 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 it's interesting. It, it, it doesn't go too deep into it, but it speaks on both, you know, like, power dynamics and status of women in society at that time, and also just fucked up family di- dynamics and, like, rich people abusing their power and stuff. I was actually kind of surprised how like small scale this is where it's all contained in this castle. Cause Mm. usually when you see a film like this around this time, they'll have villagers. Like there'll be a village outside the castle that will get a brief scene with at least where you get some sort of context and contrast between like the normal folk living in town and these, these uh, wretched rich people and their perversions and depravity and all that stuff. Right. But they don't do that. They're just like, no, we're just going to, get right into this fucked up family and how they're fucking with each other. And it's, it's different. It's a bit of a refreshing little, uh, difference that I see, but
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting movie. I found a little bit slow going. Mm -hmm. Um, it was the, the pace was a little bit lackluster. Like I felt you could have cut a few scenes out. You could have got to the point. You could have added a little bit more, um, backstory or even I'll right. add a little more like I said add more a little bit more of the relationship expanded on some of the the side stories that we don't really like hear once and then they just kind of disappear yeah like even that relationship between him and the 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 servant mm-hmm. which i understand um when she hears the servant and her husband talking i understand that she tries to frame her like the servant Mm-hmm. So I get why they did that part, but again, like they really went lightly. It was just like, Hey, we're going to talk about this really quick so you can hide the, the blade there and make it or the, the dagger there. Yeah. So it makes it seem like it might be her. And then at the end, when you find out it's not, and you understand why the wife hit it there, Yeah. but again, it's totally just brought up and lost. Like, I don't know. I just, um just, there's, like-
1: a, there's a lot of twists and swerves, and a lot of them don't get paid off. Like it yeah, it's done more to just confuse the viewer and keep you in suspense than it is to actually like really pay off anything. I find because like, and you're right, it, it's slow going. The first 45 minutes of this are unless you're used to this kind of thing, would be like really slow for a lot of people, and like you gotta kind of like get into the visuals and stuff, and that's kind of where the biggest strength of the film is, I think, is, is actually like just Mario Baba's like visual sense where and then he's shooting a really dark movie here too, right? Like where a lot of it is very cold, dark tones, blues, stuff like that. And then every once in a while you get a little burst of like brilliant color, mm-hmm. um, which would, he you know, he'd go on to be known for doing a lot in his subsequent pictures. But um, yeah, first 45 minutes or so, pretty slow going it's not until like when the father is killed that it really starts to pick up because then it's like oh shit we got two murders now and we don't know who this we have we've got like several suspects up until that point the father's a suspect because when curtis killed he's seen like standing out in the hallway listening to it happen basically it's like okay that's weird or no, he's and listening he's listening is,
0: like everywhere.
1: Yeah, and the butler's <laughs> everywhere. He's got mud on his shoes, other people got mud on their fucking shoes. There's muddy footprints. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. It, it gets into like is Dahlia Lavi's characters Navanka. Is she hallucinating this shit? How much how much of this was real? Are there is there actually a ghost in this? Even, even by the end, it kind of leaves it up to your to your imagination Imagination, a a little bit, like there's enough compelling evidence for there being a ghost. And there's enough compelling evidence for there not being a ghost or that there's even, even up until like pretty much the end, there's enough compelling evidence that fucking Kurt is still alive for most of the film where they, they go to look, Bring his body out of the fucking tomb, and they find that it's like an older skeleton with Kurt's clothes on.
0: I thought it was just the skeleton decaying because I didn't know if they knew the science of decaying. So, well, I mean, no, no one,
1: <laughs> no one decays that quick. Like this is only. Been that's like what a- I
0: mean. Like that's why I, it was like suspending of disbelief because they mentioned mm-hmm. saying like, oh well, it's too late now. We don't know if it's Kurt or not. So that's when I went and they said that I was like, okay, like it's probably Kurt just because of that.
1: Well. I mean, I, I think it puts I think it puts the thought in your head though that like as the viewer, like even if these guys are ignorant of that shit, it puts into the head of like the modern viewer watching the movie at the time, or even now, like, okay. Maybe that, you know, that's obviously not him. Like that's that's obviously not him. Like the people making the film know that's obviously not him. So someone has been fucking around and putting like another body in there, even if it is doing that to like help keep like whatever psychosis is going on in her, in, her, in her mind to you know to strengthen that
0: I think the only reason why it's kind of taken away is because they had his laughter that everybody heard mm-hmm. so the footprints easy to make everything else is easy to make but when it's you find out that it's her um, and you hear the laughter it's it just takes it away like it just takes that it most likely is a ghost just because mm-hmm. that's the only thing like had they did something else that could have been um i don't know I, I i honestly don't know why i didn't think about an alternative but something where it wasn't the laughter i think it would have taken away that it would get had guessing hey maybe he's still alive yeah. hey like Cause the problem with the laughter too, like, cause you could say like, technically Kurt's still alive and it's him laughing, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's heard throughout the castle. And it's, it's not yeah. just something that it, it echoes through like a, like too much. It's unnatural.
1: Yeah. And then, and then other people hear it. Right. So it's like, obviously not in her head. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced there is a ghost. It's yeah. just, the, I think
0: they, had they removed a- that laugh, I think we would have had that more suspenseful, like, was it her? Was mm-hmm. it him? Was it a ghost? Cause I think that's the only thing. Like I wish they had thought of something else. I wish they thought of a different way. Even if it like his image popped up somewhere where like they went to go see and he was gone. Uh-huh. I think I would have been cooler with that. Cause then again, it could have been his spirit, it could have been him alive, or it could have been like her psychosis causing everything because she's seeing a dead person. Yeah. Um, I just think the laughter just ruined it. It just that one step too far.
1: I f- I feel like like I, I still I'm still okay with it. Like yes, it, it takes away a lot of the ambiguity of the of the film, but I think it's still interesting that even though she's committing the murders and stuff and she's doing all the shit, really, it's the ghost is still pushing her f- to yeah. do this stuff.
0: Well, you saw that part where she goes after her husband; she's mm-hmm. a whole different person. Yeah, like she entirely changes because you see her; she's sweet, she's innocent, she's just being affected by all of these, um, this ghost who's terrorizing her.
1: Yeah. And and and
0: like, even the whip marks that are on her, uh, it could have been uh, her subconscious thinking that she's getting whipped because no one ever talks about them afterwards. Like even the dress being ripped, she could have ripped it herself. Like it was Mm -hmm. just all those things that um, they're totally possible. Cause like right at the end, when she kills herself, there's that moment again, like you said, there's that moment where, is this psychosis? Is he still alive making her do these things to the point where she killed herself because she thinks she sees him because mm-hmm. like he's popping up or is it just, um, she's possessed. But uh, yeah, like there was a good idea. I just think certain areas, the execution just fell a little flat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause I think uh, one, unfortunately for me, I was getting lost on it a little bit because the audio just went really quiet. So yeah. I had like the TV up so loud. And the next scene would be this really insanely loud sound. Uh, that, where and that, it,
1: and that's, that score doesn't stop, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: so it was just annoying. And I couldn't get subtitles up either because I like to have subtitles in those situations. Mm-hmm. But the subtitles didn't work for that video specifically. So I suggest anybody watching this to watch with subtitles so you can stay in it. Cause Mm -hmm. unfortunately I missed sometimes I had to rewind and I had to like try and hear it again, or I just gave up. So I think that's another thing that kind of put me out of the movie. Unfortunately, that's not the director's fault. That's literally just quality of everything.
1: Yeah. The one we saw, like I know it was on shutter for a while. I guess we just missed it. Like getting taken off of shutter. If we had done this, like a little bit earlier, we probably would have been able to watch it. Like in it's perfect, pristine version on shutter, but uh no, Shudder had to get rid of this one and keep on like a bunch of shit that no one wants to watch. That's fun.
0: There's a lot of good stuff on
1: Shudder, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there
0: is. They, like they took off one. Then again, I, like I said, I was very mediocre about this one. I'm very in the middle. I think mm-hmm. storyline's really cool. I think the concept's really cool. I just think the execution, like I said, there's just some things that bugged me. Like I just, I really, 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 really wish they really dived into the relationship because I could totally see um, somebody who, one, doesn't realize she's into this stuff, meet a guy who beats her and then she likes it. Because he says, uh, what did she say? Uh, the line. Um,
1: you're, uh, he's like, you you haven't changed. You like the violence.
0: You'll never stop liking the violence. Yeah, whatever. Something along those lines. Um, and I, like you said, I, I wish they went into her past. I wish they mm-hmm. like showed a flashback where they first met, and it was a very aggressive relationship where she was terrified and didn't want it. But when they got, it, it's like he started to like spank her, whip or whatever. She got turned on by it and was like, "Oh my god, I like this." But she hates him because mm-hmm. he's like treats her very terribly. And then when he became a ghost, I would have loved to see this like this seduction where she wants to be seduced and she wants that sexual side Um, but at the same time she's been driven crazy because she hates him so bad so like Mm -hmm. that's why she kills him that would make sense why she kills him because I don't like the story like why she killed him it doesn't Well, I don't feel it as much
1: yeah well I I think it's you know you got to do some legwork but I feel like you know the movie's hinting towards that she is so repressed,
0: but that's that's why I wanted to like go yeah. deep into her repression. I wanted them to show that, especially yeah. with the ghost, right? Because mm-hmm. like if it's happy or not, it could be fantasies and it could be again her psychosis, um, like her just going into a whole different level. Um, so there, that's why I said that like there's just so much about this movie. There's so much potential about this movie. I just it just missed the mark on different levels because mm-hmm. I think. There's like I said, that laughter, I think they should have just omitted it entirely. They should have just done something else that created a suspenseful.
1: Yeah, yeah. it it would it would like I'm I'm not in disagreement with you. Like I I don't mind it as much as you do, but I mean it would have made a better movie if they had omitted the laughter. It would have made it more ambiguous. You would have left a lot more doors open for you to walk through and read into.
0: Because even if someone... Everybody said they saw them. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, when it comes to the death of somebody, when you're in denial, there's times where you see people's faces on anybody. Because yeah. even... Yeah. and um, Or in spaces. Because, like, you sometimes you're just in denial of a person's death. It would have made sense. The laughter... Like, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Like I said. Medium. 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 It was a medium movie for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just... I, uh, I think there was... More to it, but then again, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not had such sound issues, or I could have at least got subtitles, because right. that like I, that just uh, took me out a little bit of the moment. Because I think the director did a really good job at creating suspenseful situations, mm-hmm. like when the door handle's uh, shaking and she's walking, or when they're going down into the the, the not the crypt the tomb, um, yeah. the, all these things. And like you said, the the darkness and then the light and the sceneries, like the settings. There was a mood being set. There was uh, mm. this. um,
1: When she first, uh, when she first, like after he's dead, and she first hears that whipping sound, and then it's revealed mm-hmm. that it's the tree branches on the window and stuff like that. Like I like that's all really well done.
0: Yeah, because that created like a very suspenseful moment. Like you could, you could tell. It's funny because I was falling. This is when I first fell asleep. It sounded like a dog breaking <laughs> <in> my tree.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when I rewatched it, I was like, "That's not
1: a dog breaking." <laughs> No, no, no dog. Um, no dog sounds like that.
0: But it was just so funny. It was just so funny just hearing like the one and that one. Like I said, the audio with everything. Mm-hmm. But for what? Again, though, I was ha- like falling asleep when this was happening, so my head thought dog. So I was dreaming of a dog. <laughs> with, yeah, you're like, in the background, but um, it was not. But yeah, that that whipping sound, and then when you see the when the the windows fly open and the tree branch does that like that whippy thing. You see her reaction. It's kind of like that. I, I was half expecting her just to just go up and be like, "Okay," <laughs> like, <that don't> <laughs> but uh, I thought that was incredibly well done. So mm. I thought the acting was great. Um,
1: it's got a bit of a soap opera sh- tone to it, though. Yeah, because I, uh, I
0: liked it though. I liked the reactions. I liked how uh, they interacted like, with each other.
1: You know, you know, you know what it is too. It, it like I really like the score, but the score is so soap opera. And it's, like, it's got a constant theme that keeps popping up. And it's, like, the way the English dubbing is done over, you know, a movie that is supposed to have, like, you know, Italian, (laughs) like, a lot of uh, the European actors and stuff in it speaking in their actual language and shit. um, It does change the tone of it in a weird way where it's, like, this feels very much like... uh, like uh the the old soap opera dark shadows or something like that or that one that was on the t- on TV in the 90s what was it um it was like the supernatural one i i never watched it but it was like it was on NBC for a little while so many yeah i can't remember what the I fuck know what was. you're talking about yeah
0: I exactly cuz i was like oh it's a really good soap opera and um, i never watched soap operas
1: <laughs> yeah but but um I, I do, I do like it. I, like, I think it works pretty well. Like it's, it's part psychological horror, it's part murder mystery. It's got red herrings all over the fucking place, um, which uh, I generally tend to enjoy. I think, I guess, maybe one of the big shortcomings of it is the fact, like you were saying, it doesn't get as deep into the actual the kinkiness and the relationship behind that. It's more it, the movie seems more interested in just specifically talking about her as a woman in the 1800s and how she is so repressed by society and so like programmed to think like I can't be an improper woman I've got to you know I've got to have normal things and I have to do normal things for a woman she she has to be a certain thing whereas Christopher Lee's character he can be anything he wants because he's rich and he's a man yeah, and but she, but she's you know she's fighting against like all this programming and this repression that society has put on her, and that's, she did uh, in, in a cycle. Psycho-
0: I wish they like died into that because mm-hmm, like it, it was perfect her. for like the psychosis part because they tried mm-hmm. to do that like it was a mental thing. It would have been perfect because it would have shown her like how her desire, her want, and again like her hate for this guy, but her love for the kink. Like mm-hmm.
1: this opportunity missed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: By the way, I don't think I've ever seen uh, Christopher Lee young. <laughs> Everything
1: I've watched, him, no. he's old. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to find some. We're gonna have to find some more Christopher Lee for you. Yeah. So um, I
0: saw him. Like I think the the first one I saw was uh, uh, was Man with a Golden Gun.
1: hmm Yeah. He's like was in his, f- f- he's like in his 40s at that point. Yeah. He's yeah. getting
0: gray. Like he's getting yeah. gray. This I I watched this. I was like, he doesn't have. He's handsome.
1: Yeah, he he's, no he's, <laughs>
0: wonder why he's, she's seduced.
1: Mm. Although he does a
0: stare. Okay, he does a stare.
1: Oh yeah, he he, like a, he, he's, every he's, movie
0: he's, I've seen. He does this fucking stare, and I mm-hmm.
1: love it. No, he's he's a fucking great actor. Like he he brings it to everything he come he comes into. He's one of those classically trained British actors who, even if he fucking hates the script, he's gonna do his best to play the part serious. Like half the Dracula movies he made for Hammer, he didn't even like, but he went in there and did them because he knew if he didn't do them, the people making the movie, were not going to get paid like the crew and the people producing them and shit. They were going to be out of a job. So he went in there and like bucked up and like gave his best possible performance. Even if it's like, I'm not reading half these lines in the script, but he, he still, he'd still give like a great physical performance. And that goes Mm. to what you're saying about just his stare. Like, as when he's a ghost, he barely talks, right? So it's mostly just him staring at Dahlia Lavi and whipping her.
0: He just has this presence about him. He barely Mm -hmm. has to change his facial features. He just, how he presents himself. And it's so good. Like, I just,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I think, oh yeah, it's amazing.
1: Oh, I I, I love that. Just just speaking for a sec on the use of color that uh, Bava uses. There's that one shot where it's basically a POV of Dahlia Lavi. She's just gotten whipped on the, you know, her shirt's been ripped open. Uh, Christopher Lee has gone to town on her back. Um, And then it's like a POV shot from Dahlia Lavi's perspective. And Christopher Lee's ghost is like zeroing in on her. And at first his face is like green. And then all of a sudden it's sort of like, dissolves into black and then it comes out the other side of this blackness as red and he then he goes he opens his mouth to kiss her and shit. Like just like really cool shot ideas that I think are really effective.
0: Yeah like considering there was not much scenery change. It was very much all shot in the same area, same background, same everything.
1: Yeah it's it all executed, it's all sense.
0: Yeah it was executed extremely well. Like it was incredibly visually beautiful to watch. It was it was captivating. Considering that it was slow, it was I was interested. Like I was staying interested. Cause it was shot well. They did uh-huh. well with a lot of the things. They did well to visually while there was nothing going on that was action or uh, uh anything conversation happening, anything like that, any dialogue. Um, everything else was really nice. Everything else was really like uh it's just appealing to the visual effects like Mm -hmm. your eyes so that's what i was saying like that's why i'm so like middle ground on this movie because like there was so much that was done well but there was just parts that i just wish they just pushed further
1: yeah it's just lacking in areas for you yeah Yeah.
0: so um two things i want to bring up because i think they're really funny Mm -hmm. the voiceovers make me laugh a little bit at times because there was one point where dahlia dahlia Mm mhm yeah, Dalia was just laying there, and she has like she's making those sounds, and they just sound and look ridiculous, like just how the sounds are and how her body is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just I don't know, it's just like this moan or something, but she was barely moving. It was like <laughs> this very like straight faced like pleasure sound. <laughs> I don't. It just got me. It just that one just got me because mm-hmm. like, I know it's never gonna be perfect, especially like back then, but just that one got me. And the second thing that really got me was the piano playing oh yeah because she stood there going like this with the piano (laughs) and and then like even with a piano like you see people when they're like in it even if they're like faking it like Mm -hmm. the hands go the hands go right and your body's moving this was literally like these hands going back and forth or barely and she's supposed to be playing and she's zoning out which is fine because like Mm -hmm. you see people zoning out still playing but she wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Like she wasn't even pressing, like, trying to press the key or pretend to press the piano. She was mm-hmm. just, and the piano's playing in the background perfectly well.
1: Like, <laughs> That's doing so all
0: of editing uh, yeah. back in the editing. Got me giggling all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad to say. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. what they had to work with was entirely different than what we have to work with now. Right. So no criticism when it comes to that. Just now when you get to see these kind of things it's it's kind of funny to watch
1: mhm yeah no no i i get it um i mean i'll i'll say this you know for people who haven't seen it and they like like these kind of gothic horror uh, melodrama kind of things that that happen in the like especially in the 60s a lot of a lot of movies like this around that time it's one of the better ones like it, it's incredibly stylish it's, it's good to watch yeah it's it's got all the sort of gothic horror tropes it's got old castles, it's got old crypts, it's got secret passageways all over the fucking place. It's got, you know, family secrets, mental illness, possible supernatural stuff. And then basically at the end, almost everyone's like either dead or doomed or like in a worse place than when they started kind of thing.
0: Except for the husband and the servant mistress, because now Mm -hmm. they can fucking get married.
1: Yeah, and and he's re-inherited all the stuff too, because like one of the big things is like when Christopher Lee comes back, it's like, oh, well, he's going to get the he's going to get the title, he's going to get all the money and all the holdings, and the younger brother is going to be left with nothing. So, which is
0: hilarious. Mm. You have two children, and you're like, by the way, you're the younger son. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. two children, but we plan to only keep one alive.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't find any like solid budget information for this. I saw something that said it was under a uh, under a hundred under a hundred and fifty nine million lira, but that makes no sense to me. Like that seems very big, even even though the lira is like I was looking at the exchange rates and stuff back in the day, and and you know it's not a current currency anymore. Like the Italian lira doesn't no longer exists.
0: I but. have lira coins
1: because oh, yeah. my mom had
0: some. Yeah, yeah, um, just to brag a little.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, that's cool. But like the exchange rate, I think in like sixty three, uh, the Italian lira was like six hundred twenty five lira to one U.S. dollar or something like that, which still would have made this a significant. Like if it was like one hundred fifty nine million million lira, it, it, it would have been a still a significant budget. Uh, the box office was apparently 72 million lira and a lot of that had to do with um the fact that it was censored and not shown in certain places and didn't get like a full release until well later on um but from what i also read like i read in other places saying this was you know kind of a moderate success despite the fact that it was you know Kind of so heavily censored and like uh, fucked fucked with, which makes me think that the budget must have been way lower than this one hundred and fifty nine million lyric because I mean it's not like like it's it's all shot on sets it's not it's a small cast and mm-hmm. like it's really the only reason it looks so fucking good. like it looks like a money fucking film is because Bob is such a good director and he knows how to stage everything.
0: I was about to say, like, it's amazing what people directing and editing can do. Uh Because um, even, okay, even just, like, the small local film that we did, like the short film that we did for Ghost Beaver Kick, it was beyond the lowest budget. But some of those shots, some of those things that he did, I know they were meant to look cheesy and stupid, but they're really fucking good. So I have a massive respect for, like, anybody who does this kind of stuff. um, Like, the directors, the... um, the editors, uh, the the sound, everything. Like I don't know all the names for everybody, but I huge respect for all the people in the background, like the everybody else who really doesn't get appreciation because mm-hmm. the work that a lot of these people put into to try and make something look amazing when they have barely anything is fucking incredible. Like just some of the things that you see with the budget that they have and the technology that they have. Is fucking incredible. Like I just, yeah, I'm I with me. Like this, this movie, like you said, this movie is a perfect example. Like there wasn't much, like when you think about it, there was a dark set with very, like all the same sets, background sets, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and it was still visually beautiful. Like it was still visually, yeah.
1: And, and one of the things that I tend to find a a, a mark of like a really good director and like production. Uh, behind like a low budget film is if they're doing day for night scenes that look really good, and the day for night scenes that are in this look really good. Like they just look like oh it's dusk, you know, like the sun is going down. You don't see the sun in the screen going down, but it is going down. It, it's that kind of like day for night stuff that they do in this, and I'm like that. It looks really fucking good. It looks really it was, good.
0: Uh, the what was it? Black Black Sunday or whatever. Okay, that one, the one that we watched together. We were the whole time we were talking about how amazing that movie looked. Yeah. Like, how considering everything was, like at the end when they had that decaying uh, body. Right. That was so good. Like, that's not something that, like nowadays we could eat it so easily, but then it wasn't as if it was like the easiest thing to do. It looked like it looked better than some of the stuff that we see now. Like, it was just beautiful. Like, it was so beautifully done. Like, I just. That's why I love watching some of these movies, especially lower budget movies, because how creative they get with like the Mm -hmm. budget that they have, it needs to be appreciated like a lot more. Like people need to understand the work that goes behind this. Like this is not just easy. Like, oh yeah, record it. Let's just throw on a computer and let it get done. No, like they don't, they have to work, figure it out, do stuff.
1: These were all, these are all like trades persons, like trades people, you know, craftsmanship. Like there's actual, like, I'm not saying computer generated graphics and stuff isn't work but it's it's a totally different thing than like what's here and and the most amazing thing is like this is just like a lot of these people doing this stuff they're not necessarily like they wouldn't think of themselves necessarily as artists but they really are like they're artisans like they're they're fucking yes they're they're masters of a craft especially because they're churning out like in the Italian film industry, everybody on this crew is probably churning out like a dozen different pictures a year doing the same sort of thing on every one of the pictures they're on. And like, that's just a, that's not a thing that happens in movies anymore. Like it, it, like there's, it's been so shrunken and car- compartmentalized and a lot of jobs have just been erased because of like modern, you know, computer technology and stuff like that. Like, that's a, it's a whole industry that's totally, most which of it's is, just disappeared.
0: Which is really unfortunate because a lot of mm. the techniques and a lot of the, I'm just going to say things, but a lot of the, the,
1: the things,
0: the things, uh, a lot of how they did what they did could be really useful for a lot of lower budget movies. Because there's still people making lower budget movies. Mm-hmm. And um I think like just the techniques alone would be very much appreciated to like keep and take on and continue because not everybody has access to like a multi-billion-dollar computer that can do amazing CGI. Right. I'm not saying anything else because I have people who do like CGI and editing for that. They're fucking artists as well too because they do some incredible work. Like there's especially when you see something when uh, CGI and um, oh my god, I'm forgetting words. I'm terrible. But like Sorry. all the computer animated anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's older and it still ages well, it just mm. shows you how good at, they were at doing stuff. Like it just shows that the quality of work that they did do, because mm. there's some that don't age well at all. Like they just look fucking ridiculous. And there's yeah. others that they really put their like techniques and skills and everything to like the point where 20, 30, 40 years later, it still looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it's definitely like amazing considering. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of wish a lot of these things just didn't get lost because not everybody has the the, the tools and not everybody has like the funds and the everything in order to be able to create something amazing. So having these older techniques that were used which should be passed on for all these people who are creating mm-hmm. movies now but, who don't have these budgets. Yeah,
1: but, but a lot of these techniques and stuff aren't passed on. That's the problem. Like
0: That's why like, I'm so sad. Yeah, like, like, like
1: the, the jobs get cut. Like the infrastructure is no longer there to like physically do these things and create these things physically. Like it's, it, a lot of it's just gone. Like it's not a part of modern movie making anymore. Like if you see it, it's someone who appreciates it and brings it back, but it's like a rare instance now. It's not a common thing.
0: I love um, the painted backgrounds. I always love uh-huh. those for movie yeah, sets. Yeah. I still wish that movies use them because God damn it. They were so uh-huh. stunning and they gave a job to an artist to do that. Cause that takes forever to do. And, when,
1: skill. and when they're great, they're great. Like you look at like, you know, John, Carpenter. Carpenter. Oz. John, Carpenter's, John Carpenter's The Thing.
0: The, the one that I always talk about is um, uh, Dr. Klargi, um,
1: Dr. Caligari.
0: Dr. Caligari. That was just a great example of just having nothing and making something amazing. Right, right. It's just uh, how they took this set and made it look like so much more. Mm-hmm. Again, appreciation for everybody who does all the stuff in the background, everyone who has like the credits that you never read they're like the unsung heroes because the amount of fucking work that they do, I'm going to say this to everybody now, even like the, the costumes that they do, the sets that they pick, the lighting, the everything, the making sure that everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more than just the actors on stage acting. Like it's just so much right. more than directors just directing. Like it's a whole fucking group of people that really needs to be appreciated. Like the whole industry really needs to be appreciated from like the smallest part of the guy or the person making sure that your actors are happy.
1: Uh-huh. Like-
0: Everybody that, is so integral that's, and important on that's the why, set.
1: Uh, that's why I, I still say um, stuntmen and stuntwomen should be nominated for Academy Awards.
0: Oh, my God, yes, because yeah. they literally have to take on somebody who is not them, act like them. Like in mm-hmm. the background when it's like, oh, hey, by the way, they have this kind of body movement. They have this kind of body language. Now you're going to get blown up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they need it needs to be appreciated a lot more. Like a lot of these people need to be appreciated a lot more and be paid more, considering like how much money certain people make. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that's my rant. I just.
1: Yeah. No, that was good. That was good. Huge.
0: I just have a very big appreciation for uh, for what I see because I know how much work goes into a movie make. Like how many angles that you have to do. How much goes behind just getting the scenes right, the costumes right, the makeup Mm -hmm. right, all of it. And then, like, even when it comes to repeating scenes you got to make sure that your hair is the same you got to make sure the makeup the same you got to make sure the clothes are the same like everything and they could be like oh six months from now yeah so um yeah fucking amazing brilliant if anybody is a part of movies that <laughs> they do any of that work massively appreciate you love you respect you like unsung heroes for sure
1: yeah yeah uh release info for this uh there is a blu-ray out there of this uh it's on amazon prime of course as like we said there's versions on youtube there's a couple different versions on youtube that you can find uh and there's also multiple dvds of this that are out there as well um you know pick and choose. you know do a little bit of homework and you know pick and choose carefully if you're going to get this uh because some of those dvds are probably of suspect quality uh but yeah um, make sure they it, have it-
0: subtitles that's all i gotta say <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna even get the subtitles because unfortunately um it's a lot of movies i find a lot of over in general uh they have like that sound issue where the background's really loud but the right the, uh, dialogue's really quiet so it's just integral because you miss certain parts like you miss like why this person did this or what happened or what they said so definitely get some of the subtitles just to-
1: yeah. a little bit of trivia here. Uh, Most of the cast and crew were required to use English uh, pseudonyms because the producers hoped to fool the uh, intended Italian audience into thinking the movie was produced incognito by a British or American studio, such as Hammer Film Productions or American International Pictures. Um, When Mario Bava was asked by Luciano Martino to use an old American name, he jokingly took the suggestion to a literal degree by creating his alias John M. Old. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, there's there's several films where he's, like, credited as John Old and, and shit like that, and then his filmography, just to do that kind of thing. Um, this is one of the few, few uh, European movies that Sir Christopher Lee made without providing his voice for any of its language tracks, as he had returned home to Switzerland by the time shooting wrapped. As a result, he is dubbed in the English version by Dan Sturkey, who was a... Um, American uh, voice actor and actor and he did like a bunch of like he's on a ton of like Italian and also other European stuff that uh, required English dubbing back in the day. Um, So his voice is actually fairly familiar, although he's doing like a really good Christopher Lee impersonation here. Like if honestly, unless I really listen hard, I'm like, no, that's just Christopher Lee like taking the British accent out of his voice. Like it, 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 but no, it's not Christopher Lee So uh, he did a really good have, job He mm-hmm. did a great he job have here He
0: uh, too many lines either I'm not saying anything yeah. against him But it's just kind of a, a, a good time When you can utilize something like that Without making it uh, obvious Because I feel like mm-hmm. had he talked for a while He might have caught on Yeah, But, um, it, but was, uh, uh, it was cool I yeah. didn't realize that
1: uh, but Christopher Lee said he regretted not dubbing his voice for the movie as he considered to be one of his best European movies. He ensured that he provided his voice for at least the English versions of all of his later movies. So there you go. Uh, and just a little mention here on sort of the, uh, Censorship in this. The film's state of masochistic theme caused trouble with censors in Italy. The board of censors demanded no cuts to the film but gave it a VM18 rating, meaning that it was forbidden to minors. This was appealed by the production companies for the film, who cut parts of the film on their own and later earned it a VM-14 rating. Uh, the Whip in the Body was released in Italy in August 1963 through Titanus. The film was seized on October 12th with charges of obscenity. The film was declared that it contained several sequences that referred to degenerations and anomalies of sexual life. Uh, yeah. There was
0: barely anything. like. There's, the nothing. there's so much so worse came. movies out there around the same time that had gone away, but this one because it was, I guess, because it had to do with S Yeah, that's, um,
1: it, that's it. Like that's totally it. No, a- like
0: you could barely even tell. That's probably why they didn't really delve into the relationship because they had so much trouble with these minor things. They probably like didn't fucking bother. Like,
1: yeah, the film was later re released in uh, January 1964. The law court of Rome ordered the confiscation of several scenes that were described as contrary to morality. Uh, The film poster was to be destroyed and condemned uh, the chief press officer at Titanus to three months on probation for uh, distributing this.
0: That makes me interested to think like there might've been parts that were removed mm -hmm. that probably were like what I was talking about because they, I I feel like,
1: I feel like there was probably some stuff, some footage that was destroyed. Because, like, from what I can get, uh, gather the version we watch is basically the complete version. Like the only, like I, I see it listed as like an hour, like ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and we and we're watching like an eighty something minute one. Um, like the original running time might have been an hour, 90 minutes. And then just like, you know, the internet, they don't do their due diligence. So they just go with whatever the original running time was from 63 or whatever, before it got like cut and destroyed. And
0: I could definitely see like deleted scenes that just never made it. Yeah. Cause just hearing all this, it just sounds like they had such a hard time that they're like, okay, fuck it. Let's just get rid of a bunch of stuff. Let's just do the basics, which would make sense too. Cause then yeah, they wouldn't be able to do what they wanted because look at the fucking flack they got for the couple of scenes that, again, really weren't that bad. Like yeah, as far as, like, the one, the only one that was really bad, that really bad quotation marks for that mm-hmm. was literally the intro one where she's like, the she throws or hits him and then he has the whip, and then she lays there kind of like expecting it, and then like you barely see anything. She gets a couple whips, you see a couple like marks, and then it cuts to like you know they fucked and that's it. Yeah. Like it's barely anything. Like visually, and or you know what happens, yes, but visually, there's nothing there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's so fucked up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have chosen our next uh, movie. Okay. And we're going to stay somewhat in this realm, but I feel like this one is going to be more entertaining for you, even if it's going to be a little bit trashier and a little bit more, <laughs> like less psychologically interesting, but we are sort of staying in like Gothic horror. Uh, we're staying with Mario Bava, another Mario okay. Bava film. Uh, the actor I picked was uh, Luciano Pigozzi, who was the, uh, you know, the, the hobbling servant in this movie. Uh, he shows back up in Bava's Barren Blood from 1972, which also Ooh. features like, g- you know, guy comes back from beyond a grave to take revenge on a family and shit in a spooky old house and stuff. But it's like a lot bloodier, a lot sleazier, I guess. Um, so we're going to do that.
0: Did you want to do like a break from this to do the Tina Turner one or did you want to
1: we can uh we can do a break. We can do the Tina Turner uh And then it, after Yeah, we can do that. That's okay. Fun. That's perfectly fine. So we'll have Baron Blood the episode after next. And what we're going to do for the next episode then is we're going to uh, well, Lee was like we should say we should do something about Tina Turner because she just passed away, you know, rest in peace. But her, I was like, okay, I'll look into her filmography. Her filmography is literally, she did like three films and the rest were all music videos. I was like, well, I guess we're going to do Beyond Thunderdome. That's the one.
0: <laughs> I'm cool, though. I think it's, I just really wanted to, to have, to represent her because she was a very uh, strong female mm-hmm. um, woman uh, who is like
1: overcame. Incredibly- yeah, overcame like spousal abuse and
0: the fact that she was a woman of color in a,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, a situ- in um industry that's like very male dominant like how many women of color are there in rock
1: mm-hmm. like in
0: that era even now like there's not too many that are really iconic so she uh, not only did that and then she was also like just stupidly fit yeah like, i know that sounds weird but that was just during a time with like twiggy and shit where like that skinny body was appreciated well she looked like a fucking machine like she looks so strong
1: amazonian yeah
0: yeah and um yeah so she's just this incredibly amazing figure um i don't know like huge amounts for history i never really dug too deep in it i just knew about all the things that she had to overcome Mm -hmm. like just like spouse abuse racism like being a woman (laughs) being Mm -hmm. a black woman um, especially in her, like the rock industry. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I know she did, I knew the two movies, so, uh, yeah. I either figured, I know you've already done Tommy. So it
1: was yeah, we've done we've, 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 we've done, we've done Tommy and goddamn, I do not want to do, and she's only got like a brief appearance in the, in the but other she's one too.
0: So good in it.
1: <laughs> well, no, Tommy, she's good in Tommy. It's fine. I'm just saying. Uh, the other one is the other choice basically was uh, either bit part in the last action hero where she just plays like the mayor briefly in a scene or Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band where she's just like one of many famous faces like doing a song at the end of the movie. So it's like, fuck that. I mean, this obviously beyond Thunderdome is the answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, because I was saying, like, I fucking love her in and, um, and Tommy. I, I That one part, though, was so iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but absolutely, like, Thunderdome just made sense, because that was, like, her full movie. I'd have yeah. been cool doing one where she's just a little bit, but no, this makes sense. This absolutely makes sense.
1: This- yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be uh, next time. Uh, Lady Lee, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs.
0: You can find me at miney, tiny Allstar on Instagram. That is where you can find me. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Excellent. Uh, and of course you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com. That's where all of our other episodes uh, do reside. And you can go to our Facebook group. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. Best place to get in touch with us, find out what's coming up on the podcast, you know, give us, Requests, all that stuff. You could go to Apple Podcasts and look us up there. Give us a five star review, or you could use your Pod Chaser of choice as well and do that. And if you do that, just let us know so I can check this and read your review and all that shit on uh, on another episode.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna start using the hashtag you hack. That's you because we say it. <laughs>
1: you start <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, I didn't start that. Actually, that was. I I, I stole me. Well, yeah, I start with you, but it's like I I stole that. Like I steal all my best things. Uh, I I stole that one from the uh, grind bin because they that that's a that's a constant joke with them every time they watch a movie and it's like oh I've seen that before in another movie you you hack you fucking hack. You know,
0: we're okay. we're um, not, oh, God damn it. <laughs> what this is the problem so uh every time i have something i want to say and i want to use a specific word i like Mm -hmm. blank like entirely um and it gets really frustrating because it's there and then 20 minutes later i'll remember that word Mm -hmm. um but i was gonna say represent it's not represent we're uh incurred no we're we're we're
1: recognizing something
0: recognizing I don't know. I'll figure it out, and I'll do it for next episode. But anyways, <laughs>
1: appreciating
0: okay. that they're using it, and we're just sharing the love. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. That's not the word I'm looking for, but next time. I'll try next time. <laughs> okay.
1: I'll hold you to it. I'll I'll, I'll try to remember that and then pin you down in the next mm-hmm. ep- episode. And it's like, what were you going to say, Lady Lee? I'll figure you, it out. <laughs> and you're going to be on the spot, and you're going to have to come up with it. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know. Until next time, you know. Get out your whip, do that, and then <laughs> get get the uh, get the <laughs> moans Jesus of pleasure. Christ. You know, whatever you're into, you know. Uh,
0: we don't kink shame.
1: No, we don't. We don't kink shame. That's the thing, you know. If you want to be like this, oh, that didn't even work. That's good. I'm I'm on top of my game here, man. I tell you, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> she has she just gone beat red.
0: <laughs> You're you so ready for that. Failed. You
1: rat soup even hockey motherfucker!
0: Oh my god, I don't even know why I thought that was so funny. I just think it was your, like, reaction.
1: <laughs> okay. But yeah, we're, we're we're done. We're 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 gonna get out of here. That's that's the thing. But uh,
0: <laughs> that's our cue to leave.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, Lady Lee. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back. we we'll are back. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you, drive through.